be seated in Jesus' name. I'll come back to stay seated when I do the verses of Scripture. Most of you know um, I enjoy reading a great deal, and uh, I, I enjoy reading just about anything uh, except trashy romance novels. And uh, <laughs> aren't you glad? <laughs> But I, uh, I like military stuff, and, and uh, it's been some time ago that I read some, uh, some military history. It was a book um, that I read that, that, that there was a fact in the book that has stuck with me for some time. And, and uh, in fact, uh, it's never left me, probably never will. And, and the author of this particular book maintained that an ancient warrior shield could be used as, as an offensive weapon. And there's been more, actually, more than one author that has, has maintained that. But that was the first time I'd ever read it. And I've read several things since then. But I personally have always believed that my faith fights for me. Now, that's a personal thing. I think my faith fights for me. And that the shield of faith is more than a defensive weapon. Much more. Through faith... The Bible says that kingdoms are subdued and that promises are obtained through faith. A shield is normally a defensive weapon. Yet if the shield is anointed, it becomes an offensive weapon. It's transformed, if you would. And I'm going to give you two passages of Scripture today, or tonight, and I want you to follow me. Ephesians 6, we're familiar, brought these up uh, this past Wednesday, 6, 16, and 18. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now, that was New Testament. Let's look at the Old Testament in Isaiah 21 and 5. This is a New King James Version. Arise, you princes, anoint the shield. Anoint the shield. Now, these are the days, folks, of anointed shields. It's more than just standing behind a shield and hoping that it will go away. We have to take everything that God has given us and use it to push back the power of the enemy. That is the will of God. That is the purpose of God. And that is exactly what God expects out of His church. We are not a group of people that cowers behind some shield, but we are a group of people that uses that shield as an offensive weapon to push back the power of darkness, to move it out of the way, and to be offensive. Offensive in everything that we do. <laughs> There's an old spiritual song, an old hymn, if you would, that goes like this. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I promised Him that I would serve Him till I die. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. We are in the battle. The battle is not in Afghanistan. The battle is not in Iraq. Come on now. I'm not fighting against inflation. I'm not, I'm not warring a war against poverty. We're in a battle for the human race and the souls of mankind. Every square inch 
of the globe is contested. It's not just in Spencer. It's not just in the Philippines. It's on every square inch of the globe. We are contesting like we have never contested before for the souls of mankind throughout this world. It is a battle against the Muslim religion. It is the battle against religions here. But we are on the winning side. We will not lose. We are not going to cower. We are going to go forward in the power of the name of Jesus. Praise God. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I hope you are too. Praise God. There are no pacifists in this battle. There's no pacifists in this battle. There's no bystanders in this battle. Everybody has got to fight or you're going to fall. Be certain you're fighting the good fight. Be certain that you're following the captain of your salvation. Make certain that your feet follow the trail left by the line of the tribe of Judah. Be certain you're on the winning side. Look up and make sure the bloodstained banner waves and the breeze is above you. Are you hearing me? Make certain you're shouting the saving name of the King of Kings. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I don't have time for vacation. I don't have time or space to rest. I can't go AWOL. I'm not going to abandon my duty. I'm on the battlefield of my Lord and I'm going to fight until I can't fight anymore. retreat and I don't want to retreat. I'm going to go forward. Judah is going to go before me now. Come on now. He's going to go before me. I'm going to worship and I'm going to praise. That's what was going on in here tonight. You were getting ready for a battle. Judah was going before you. There was praise going up. There was worship. You were going to love. You're going to adore. You're going to shout. You're going to rejoice. You're going to... Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. That's why you're praising. You're not ashamed of him. You love him. You appreciate all that God has done. last time and I'm just bad as you are I went back in the back while ago because I was having spasm after spasm kidney stone couldn't stand up here came back and I thought you know I had the guys pray for me I want victory what's the best thing I can do I can shout come on I can shout I know that so let me remind you, some of you that know that too. The best thing to do to get out of the mess you're in is to stand up to your feet and shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. You're tired of being poor. You're tired of being sick. 
You're tired of feeling pain. Shout, shout, shout with the voice of triumph. of your troubles, your imagination. Yeah. You know, you can feel something. I got a, I got a disease coming on me. And all it was was Rob pinching you on the back of the elbow. I got a disease coming on my elbow. You know, I, I, I was back out there and I thought something, doing this stuff in my ear. I thought, sure, that I had the Ethiopian creeping crud. And it was just Brother Davis tickling me on the back of the ear. But your imagination can get a hold of you. It can begin to make you think something is wrong. But we cast down imaginations. We don't allow them to come against us. We make war against powers and principalities. We will not sound retreat. We refuse to give in and we refuse to give up. We break through the enemy's lines. We stay true to our marching orders. We liberate the captives and we reconcile the lost. That's what Pentecostals do. We're on the battlefield. We fight for the right. We speak truth and love. We see the possible in the impossible. We find the good. We find the good. We find the good in every situation. (laughs) We forget yesterday and we press forward. We focus on the hope before us. We look unto Jesus. He started it, and guess what? He'll finish it. He'll finish. He that has begun a good work in you will finish that work. We're on the battlefield. I knew I'll need to get a little of this anointing on me. Feel better already. I may have to stay here all night. <laughs> The Apostle Paul says that each believer has weaponry available. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the belt of truth. We have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Notice, however, that Paul says we must take up the shield of faith. That's what he says. We don't implicitly have the shield of faith. We have to lay hold on it. We can't allow it to remain in the dust. 
We must not face the battlefield without it. Defeated are the warriors that throw in the towel. Defeated are the fighters who refuse to trust in God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. A warrior without a shield dishonors his commander. God is. We aren't debating anymore his existence any longer. Are you with me now? I want you to follow me. God is. Our faith needs to go beyond those things that we should already have all figured out by now. No sense in debating the issues of the Godhead. Jesus is God in human form. It's just that simple. You can't define him in some kind of Trinitarian formula. He is the God Almighty manifested in the flesh. It's just that simple. God is by faith. We understand that he framed the world. God is and God rewards those who diligently seek him. We know that. Call on God, guess what? He's there. Call on God, and He cares. Call on God, and He responds. Call on God, and He invites your cries. All those things that need to be settled in your heart. Don't you sit back there, I don't understand why God didn't do this. You know He will. I don't have enough money. Get another job. Can't get another job. Do it anyway. Don't have enough kids. Make more. Got too many kids. Give some away. Don't let anything get in the way. Are you understanding? Don't let anything get in the way in your relationship with God. Some things are just settled. Don't waste your time. When you could be interceding and seeing God do great things in your life, great things in the church worldwide, don't waste your time trying to figure things out that's already figured. The fighting shield was strong and light. It had to be durable in the battle and portable on the march. Uh, You follow me here. Ideally, a shield could be made of heavy metal. But unless a warrior had an armor bearer to carry it, a metal shield was impossible to march any distance or to fight with it. Impossible. Now, this is just a little Robertson here, but perhaps this is why some people aren't able to get in the fight. Their shields are too heavy. They're armed with nuances. A treatise, if you would. Creeds. Apologies, traditions, worries. You know, you, everybody else out there fighting, you're there carrying this all this junk, you know. Walking around, get four or five other people to help you along. Isn't that the way it works? Now, do you know I believe God and Mephibosheth was the same person? No, that's not right. You know, the king of Salem, help me somebody. But the, who? Melchizedek, not Melphibosheth. That was that was Jonathan's son. <laughs> it's all the same M's to me, Methuselah, Mephibosheth, Melchizedek. You know, it's all the same. M and M's. Here we go. <laughs> so you know, we worry about some of this stuff, and it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. We carry this big old shield, you know. 
all this. I've got to be sure I'm completely right on the doctrine. i be sure. So you've studied the doctrine for 25 years, and you're still studying the same doctrine 25 years. You know, the Bible actually says there comes a time when you move past that. You should have it all settled in your heart. That doesn't mean we don't we quit preaching it. But some things you need to just have settled in your heart. I preach it for new people, and I preach it for you. Huh? Need to settle that stuff. Let's move on. Iron sharpeneth iron. I don't need to have a discussion about the Godhead with some of you guys. Well, know it. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. We all know that. So let's move on. What are you talking about, Robertson? I'm talking about laying down that big old heavy shield and getting you something a little lighter and maneuverable that you can get into the battle with. You know, maybe you're just using this to hold yourself back from the battle. Mm. To be in the fight, the shield had to be light. So the shields of ancient warriors were formed with circular shape with a piece of wood or metal over which was stretched a piece of leather. But there was one more thing that was added to this. To be effective in battle, the shield's leather had to be anointed with oil. To be effective. It strengthened the leather. It prepared the shield for battle. Isaiah said, Arise, ye princes, and anoint the shield. Now, I'm not going to lay out too much. I don't want to lose you here. Some of these shields were covered with leather. Some of them were bronze. Some of them were made light, regardless of which way they were anointed. I, have to look, I looked into some history of this, and they were anointed. And the Bible speaks of it, and I often wondered, why in the world is he talking about anointing the shield? But they anointed the shield. That's how they operated now, in Scripture, in Scripture, oil is a symbol of God's Spirit. And after discussing the believer's armor, the Apostle Paul said that we need to pray in the Spirit. As oil is to a leather shield, so praying in the Spirit is to our faith. That's why when you come in here Tuesday night, you need to get yourself plopped down after I'm done. Don't you plop yourself down before. And, let, and, and you need to get into the spirit of prayer. Don't lay me down to sleep. Just get into tongues and you begin to pray in the spirit. Let God bring on you what you need to pray for. And if you need to get loud in the, in the spirit, get loud in the spirit. If you're too loud, we'll just grab you and carry you in the back there. Or carry you out there somewhere. So you want to, It's all right. You just stay loud. We'll take care of it. You pray till you get through, till you know that we've broke some things. We need to pray till we break some things. And when you know you've broken through, then you need to worship. We all know. We all know the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man has tremendous power. We know that only prayers prayed in faith have power. Heaven told Peter, go to Cornelius' house, doubting nothing in Acts 10. That's what he told him, doubting. He said, well, I'm going to send you there. He said, I don't want you to doubt anything. You're going to see something here that you don't like. You don't like the idea of some Gentile receiving the Holy Ghost, but you go without doubting anyway. Peter went, by, or went to Cornelius' house, doubting nothing. Acts 11. And heavenly business, the message is clear. No doubt allowed. That's what we need to put right back there. Big sign flashing up and down right above the entrances. No doubt allowed. Like no dogs allowed or squirrels. 
He didn't even hear me. He's down there playing with those squirrels. He didn't even hear me say no squirrels allowed in the sanctuary. You know that? <laughs> Nothing. It's all right. We need to put no doubt allowed. Are you hearing me? No doubt allowed. Do you doubt that God can heal you? Do you doubt that God can deliver you? Do you doubt that God can do anything? I know He can do anything. God can. God has. God has helped me. God has strengthened me. God has healed me. God has delivered me. God has been with me. God has let me go. God has been everything to me. No doubt allowed. Get that on there. Put it up behind me. No doubt allowed. Put it up there quick. I want it in the largest letters you can put on there. The entire time I'm finishing this, I want no doubt allowed. And anybody that even looks like they're doubting, you flash it a couple of times. If we have faith and do not doubt, Jesus said, obstacles are removed. Mark 11:24 says, Therefore, I say unto you, what, th- what things soever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, the Bible says you have to believe. Stephen is described in Scripture as a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost. Barnabas is described as a man full of the Holy Ghost and full of faith. In either order, the message is still the same. Oil is to leather as the Spirit is to faith. The Spirit anoints our faith. The Spirit elevates the work of faith. The Spirit makes our faith more focused and stronger. I pray with my understanding, and I pray in the Spirit also. That's what Paul said. I do it both. I don't just get in one and stay there. I do it both. I'm not just going to tell God all my troubles. I'm going to get right in the middle of the Spirit, and I'm going to begin to pray with tongues, and I'm going to see heaven move. I'm going to see my children saved. I'm going to see my sicknesses taken care of. I'm going to see the church grow. I'm going to see finances change in my life and in the church. I'm going to do it because I'm not going to doubt this. I'm going to believe it. You know what praying in the Spirit is? It's losing touch with your wishes and your will. Praying in the Spirit is losing touch with your wishes and your will. It is losing touch with your dreams and your agendas. It's getting lost in God's will and God's power. It's praying in an unknown tongue. It's praying in a heavenly language. It is praying with fervency and expectancy. That's what praying in the Spirit is. Praying in the Holy Ghost. In ancient times, anointed shields deflected the enemy in hand-to-hand combat. You've got a greasy shield. It's kind of hard to get a hold of it. That's what they did. You got out there with your faith, and it's all greased real good with anointing. The old devil tries to get a hold of it. He can't do a thing with it because he keeps sliding right off. Now, the anointed shields repelled flaming arrows. But anointed shields also had... A much more, well, let's just put different, much different purpose. And there's a possibility, and I'm saying there's a possibility here, and I'll, I'll show you in just a moment. But there was also possible that those anointed shields blinded the enemy. Follow me. An anointing transforms the defensive into the offensive. 
An anointing causes people to speak with courage and boldness. You've got to have the anointing. Because of the anointing, things are changed. You've got to have it. An anointing causes people to see beyond momentary difficulties. Momentary. An example of the use of anointed shields in blinding the enemy could be when Jehoshaphat's army fought against a confederation of his enemies. God's promise came to them in Second Chronicles 20, verse 17. It says, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The army set themselves. They stood still and they waited. In the early morning hours, they positioned themselves. Could it be that when the sun rose, now I'm saying it could be. Could it be that when the sun rose with healing in its wings... For the righteous, it rose with a blinding power on the unrighteous. As God's army lifted their shields, they could have caught the light of that world, that that morning world, and the glistening shields could have blinded the enemy. Anointed faith mystifies the wicked. Follow me. You see people with an anointing on them, and they just don't know why. I've seen it time and time again in here. I've seen, you know, I'd be preaching and see someone else preaching, and, and you know someone doesn't have a clue what's going on, and all of a sudden God is all over them. Why is God all over them? Because of the anointing, not only coming from the platform, the anointing is around them. The enemy can't get to them because he's blinded by the anointing. Now, let's just look at it this way. Why are you holding on? Why? I'm waiting for the sun to rise, Brother Robertson. Waiting for the sun to rise. Dark right now. Shield in front of me. Just like you said. Waiting for the sun to rise. Darius didn't understand that. But Daniel did. Nebuchadnezzar didn't understand it, but the three Hebrew children did. What are you waiting on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Waiting for the sun to rise. Look down into the lion's den. What are you waiting on, Daniel? Waiting for the sun to rise. Herod didn't understand it, but Simon Peter did. When God's presence illuminates those with anointed shields, they're going to shine like the noonday sun. You hear me. I don't care what this world does. You keep that shield and you keep it anointed. And all it's going to do for every gainsayer that is out there, they're going to see something that they'd like to have. I wish I could be illuminated like that. I wish I could shine like that. I wish I could look like that. I wish I could be that way. I wish I could have that kind of hope. That's what they're going to do. Why? Because they see some anointing. Hmm. Keep anointing my faith, Jesus. 
Keep anointing my faith. Keep praying in the Spirit, folks. Keep lifting up your hands, folks, because victory is certain. It's certain. My God, I feel it tonight. My Lord, I feel it tonight. Mm. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord, but I'm also on the battlefield with my Lord. And guess what, folks? He's never been defeated. Never has. Never has. He's still the reigning world universe champion. And he always will be. We're on the winning side. Don't you ever look down. Don't you think it can't happen. You're going to walk out of here tonight feeling better than you've ever felt before. You're going to walk out. You're going to get in your car and you're going to feel victory. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever devil, whatever he, she, or it looks like, if it gets in the car with you on the passenger side, and it starts running anything down, just lift up that anointed shield. Mm. I know you, 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 you probably look at my tales of mythology and say, Brother Robertson shouldn't read that stuff. I can't help it. I'm addicted. There was a, a, uh, one of the <clears throat> unwanted children of the Greek gods was called Medusa. Medusa had snakes all over her head. And you, men looked at Medusa, they turned to stone. And I can never remember which one whooped her, but I, I'll get the name eventually. How they whipped Medusa was they took a shield and they shined it so bright that when they went in, Medusa seen her own reflection and she turned to stone. Anoint that shield and turn the devil to stone. <laughs> yeah. Anoint it and turn the devil to stone. No soldier would expect another soldier to anoint his shield. Caring for his weapons is something that is highly personal. And each of us must pick up our shields and anoint with prayer. Each prince, each princess should arise and have their faith energized by the Spirit. Now, if you were to come through the lush valley of Jezreel, there is a particular mountain that is unlike the mountains, and, and this is still the truth today. This particular mountain was bleak, is bleak, and it's, very, it's barren. The mountain's name is Gilboa. And if you're a Bible scholar, you will know that David, a man after God's own heart, had cursed this same mountain years before. When the first king of Israel had been slain on that mountain, David prayed in 2 Samuel 121, New King James Version, O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew nor rain upon you, nor fields of offering, for the shield of the mighty is cast away there, the shield of Saul, not anointed with oil. 
You can read that Saul's body and his armaments were taken captive by the enemy. But his shield was cast away. Now the implication of this being that the arrow that struck King Saul pierced his unanointed shield. And because the shield was not anointed, David cursed the whole mountain. The mountain, too, became as bare as Saul's shield. We have, as you stand with me, we have a responsibility. Rather than seeking advice from a witch and indoor, rather than looking to the secular world for all the answers, we should be anointing our faith by praying in the Spirit. Your answers, folks, are not going to be found out there. Your answers are found right here. Your answers for you and your, your family and for your future can be found on a Tuesday night prayer meeting. The enemies that come against you can be defeated this Tuesday night or tonight or Whatever night you make a decision that I'm tired of it, I'm going to anoint the shield and I'm going to see something happen. Maybe tonight you came in here and your faith is weak. Maybe your faith is dehydrated, if you would. It's dry and it's, it's brittle. You know... What you need, first off, is to be filled. Everything that I preach tonight is, is predicated on being filled with the Spirit. So if you're feeling that way, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You, some of you that are still feeling defeated, feeling worn, feeling down, you need to pray until God's presence renews your heart. If you're still here and you've got some ought in your heart against anything, anybody, you need to find a way of getting rid of it. We cannot afford to go to hell because of something in the past. This is not about yesterday. This is not about the day before. This is about tomorrow. If the face of Moses could shine by being in God's presence, then how much more should those filled with the Holy Spirit reflect His presence? How much more should it reflect His presence? These are, these are pivotal days. There is simply no time for an unanointed shields. You can't, you can't afford this. This is not the time. This is not the time and never has been, but more now than ever before. Every day that goes by, it's more now than ever before. We cannot afford to be in a condition where our shields are brittle and unanointed. Tonight, is a time for princes and princesses to anoint your shields. I'm just simply going to put it this way, and I'm not going to say any more as the music begins. This altar is a place to get the shields anointed. Don't forget Tuesday night, 730. But tonight is a time to get the shield anointed. Come Tuesday with anointed shields so you can pray an intercessory prayer. Pray tonight to get anointed shields so that you can pray an intercessory prayer. Music would play. <laughs>